Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening on UncooperativeRadio.com. And me with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. Okay, what are we talking about this evening? Well, we start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance. We're going to Russia with love. We didn't get to it last show. We will never forget Benghazi, and we're not going to let you forget it either. The news behind the news, the new police state, then, you think immigrants are good for this country? <laughs> think again. If we get to it. All right. Patriots, hand of our heart, face the flag, your own flag. Please get a flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Except the progs are really trying to divide us. How so? Every issue, they're dividing us in this country. The, the progs? Yeah. Well, we're pretty we're we're pretty polarized at this point. Because he's a he's a polarizing figure. The man that was gonna bring us all together is the most polarizing president in history. Well, yeah, I think he's worse than Tommy the Tommy Woodrow Wilson. Did more damage. So the first article is To Russia With Love from Fox News. Russian President Vladimir Putin's security agencies allegedly have ramped up their intimidation of American diplomats across Europe in ways that would be illegal in the United States. Do you notice that Caesar and his administration is throwing all of our diplomats under the bus? All of them? Well, the one he threw under the Muslim horde in Benghazi. What other ones are you referring to? Well, these. He's throwing these under I the bus. I didn't get to the start. You're doing it again. You read ahead of time, and then you like to talk about it. You have no patience. Wait for the information to reach the people. Then talk about it. So far, we're just at an incomplete thought. 
<clears throat> harassment, breaking and entering, and at least one case, killing a man's dog. Numerous diplomats said Russian intruders would rearrange furniture or turn on lights and televisions in their homes before leaving, according to a series of memos reviewed by WAPO columnist Josh Rogan. One diplomat accused an intruder of defecating on his carpet. Russia stepped up its intimidation campaign in 2014 after the U.S. hit Moscow with sanctions in response to Russia's takeover of Ukraine. State Department spokesman John Kirby told the columnist, Most of the incidents unfolded in Moscow, but others reportedly took place in cities outside Russia. Harassment and surveillance of our diplomatic personnel in Moscow by security personnel and traffic police have increased significantly, State Department spokeswoman Elizabeth Trudeau told reporters Monday. She said other U.S. allies reported similar findings and that Secretary of State John Kerry has raised the issue with Putin. An intruder broke into the home of a U.S. defense official in Moscow and killed his dog, during President Caesar Barakas Obamanis's first term in office, officials told Rogan. Diplomats also accused Russian security workers of slashing tires and following the children of former U.S. Ambassador Michael McFaul as they went to school. Since the return of Putin, Russia has been engaged in an increasingly aggressive gray war across Europe. Now it's in retaliation for Western sanctions because of Ukraine former U.S. ambassador to the Czech Republic, Norm Eisen, said. They are hitting American diplomats literally where they live. Well, here's an idea. Leave. Let's not, why do we have to have ambassadors in every city? Well, why is that? You know, once upon a time, every country only had one. One embassy that represented a foreign country. One, not in every city, in the capital. That's it. And just like us over in Russia, I guess, we learned from Mexico, because Mexico has one in every state. Oh, well, they got to take care of their citizens. Well, over here, well, I know how to take care of your citizens. Put them back in your country. And I feel the same way about Russia. If Russia's behaving like this, Ramping up to the old Cold War nonsense again? Well, then pull out. No embassy in Moscow. That's all. Well, what's the benefit? I know, spies. I don't, I don't care. Find another way to spy. Or just have one embassy in the capital. Oh, and teach them how to use baseball bats. The next time an intruder's in their home, they catch them, they can crack their skull open. All right, from Fox News. Yeah, I know they're not going to let them have guns, I don't think. I mean, you can have them in the embassy because it's American soil, but not not if you live outside of the embassy, which, by the way, never used to be either. The, the embassy was everything. You lived there, like the White House. It's where you live. You don't live in a private house. See, there's no security there. But in the embassy, we have Marines. So nobody's breaking in. I, I don't know what mo why we went to this stupid model of uh, having ambassadors actually live out and their and the people in the embassy live outside of the embassy. It's it's ludicrous.
again, we don't need a thousands and thousands of ambassadors. That's more money, by the way, out of your pocket. For what? For some outskirt town, city in Russia? Who gives a crap what happens there? Again, the only reason they do this is for spying. But they shouldn't be living outside of the embassy because, again, as you can see, there's, they're not allowed to have security, they're not allowed to have firearms, et cetera, et cetera. So just stay on American soil where you belong. And then I won't, you know, I won't have to feel bad for you. But again, why aren't you living in the embassy? I'm serious. There's no, everywhere we have more than one embassy in a country, they need to be shut down. It's a waste of taxpayer dollars. And I don't care. If citizens want to travel to Russia, they take their own chances. And again, I said, keep one in Moscow. My God, we're day and age where you can get around quicker than ever before. And we, we got to have satellite embassies. Give me a break. All right, from Fox News. The mastermind of Tuesday's Istanbul airport massacre appears to be a one-armed Chechen terrorist who trained Russian-speaking militants, had a long history of supporting terror, and was known as Ahmed One-Arm, according to several government documents and regional media reports. Ahmed Chatadyev was identified by the pro-government Yeni Safak newspaper as the organizer of the coordinated assault, which killed 44 and wounded more than 200 others at Turkey's Atatürk airport. Turkish officials did not immediately confirm he was involved in the attack, and it was unclear if Chetayev was one of the airport bombers in custody or on the run. Authorities said all information suggests that the airport assault was the work of ISIS, and despite no claim of responsibility for the attack, Chadyev's involvement would show an ISIS link. Chadyev had been des designated in October as a terrorist by both the U.S. Treasury Department and the U.N. Security Council for supporting ISIS. A Treasury report identified Chadyev as a member of a group of militants that planned attacks against U.S. and Turkish facilities. And the U.N. report said Chateyev, directly commands 130 militants and was the organizer and mastermind of planned terror acts against Russian interests abroad. He's described as appearing in numerous videos in 2014 and 2015 in which he associated with other members of ISIS and greeted extremists in Dagestan. Chadyev began his extremist activities as a Chechen rebel fighting the Russians in the mid to late 1990s, according to numerous news organizations in the region. You know, they're not saying exactly what number of people were killed. Every single news report I went through, and even what you're telling me, is completely it's different. Turkey. I mean... It's Turkey. It's Islamic Turkey. It's hard to get any information out of there. Plus, it was just such a mess in the beginning that they couldn't tell how many people were dead and how many people weren't dead.
But I do know one thing. In a country that doesn't allow firearms, the first thing they did was come out blazing with guns. They didn't blow themselves up. I don't know why they keep calling them suicide bombers when they're using guns. And if, they, if they're suicide bombers, they blow themselves up. So how could they have them in captivity? They just said they have some have at least one in custody, right? Well, if he blew himself up, he couldn't have him in custody, right? Why do they keep calling them bombers? Did they have suicide vests on? Did, will this story tell me? Probably not. Again, if you have this many questions reading a news article, the author sucks. And basically all the authors suck now. Because there, there is no real journalism anymore. Everything is political. Um, he was allegedly wounded in battle and captured, winding up in a Russian prison where he claimed he was brutally tortured. It's during this time Chateyev is, begin, is believed to have lost the lower portion of his right arm, though it's unclear if it was cut off for punishment or amputated for medical reasons. Well, that yeah, it, unless somebody, unless someone's there to tell you, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference now, would you? He uh, left Chechnya in 2001 for Austria, where he provided support to Chechen rebels, including a September 2007 delivery of money and military uniforms, according to the UN terror listing. Tateyev was given refugee status during his time in Austria. The Georgian, Georgian Journal reported, Oh, great, more refugees. Shooting people, blowing things up, great. The <clears throat> Georgian Journal reported, He spent time in a Swedish prison in 2008, according to the journal, and was later apprehended in the Ukraine. It was expected he would be extradited to Russia, where he was granted, wanted by authorities. But Chetayev was instead extradited to Georgia, the journal reported. In August 2012, he was involved in the Lapota Gorge incident in which militants took several people hostage and killed three members of Georgia's security forces. So this guy's been running around all over the place doing all kinds of damage and nobody's picked him up, killed him, got rid of him? It seems not. How many more of these animals are out there doing this that they're just watching and they're there's, not doing well, anything about? There's what, one billion Muslims in the world? One percent is our terrorists. That's like what a hundred billion. And that's just like in our country, Brian. All these freaking mud, fuzzy muzzies are running around, and all that they're doing is just watching them. They're watching them until they destroy people. It, it, it seems they watch him after. This guy's had quite a career, and they had him. And they had him. They arrested him in Russia. He went to a Russian prison. How the heck did he get out? Uh, what's happened to Russia? I mean, this this is a terrorist. You'd expect him to be dead, not not alive after a Russian prison. Well, Russia has its own problems with and has for quite a while with the Chechen, which everyone says the Chechen rebels. Nobody tells you they're Muslim. The Chechen rebels are Muslims. The Uyghurs are Muslims. Anyway, uh, where were we? No, that's an important point, Brian. 
because that's how the whole world, especially stupid libtard prog progressives over here in America are looking at these people. Oh, the poor, poor Chechens, the poor, poor, you know, all these Muslim communities that are Muslim. Right. The poor Palestinians. Muslim. Hamas Muslim. Hezbollah Muslim. Wow. All the terror arms. Muslim, 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 Muslim everywhere. And they're everywhere Muslim is, it's no good. Because Islam is evil. And it keeps you in the 7th century AD. Anyway, Chechev proclaimed his innocence and said he was merely a negotiator. He was cleared of all charges stemming from the incident by a Georgia court in January 2013, however. I don't know why you'd end with however. Turkish police on Thursday linked the airport suicide bombers to Russia, Uzbekistan, and Kyrgyzstan with Osman Vadinov from Chechnya. Named as one by Turkey's Hurriyet newspaper. Vadanov reported, reportedly arrived in Turkey in 2015 from Raqqa, the Syrian capital of ISIS, so-called caliphate. It's not a so-called caliphate. It is a caliphate. Get an education. Vadanov and Chatayev may only be the most recent terrorists to come out of the Northern Caucasus region. The brothers who perpetrated the Boston Marathon bombing in April 2013, Zokar and Tamerlan lived in Dagestan, a territory close to Chechnya, and the brothers' father was Chechen. Well, that's unusual. I just got a phone call, um, and it wasn't an emergency. I can't turn the phone off because if my neighbors get stuck or something, they have to be able to contact me to come and get them. <clears throat> Additionally, Tamerlan Sarnev traveled to Dagestan prior to the attack and was thought to be seeking ties to the group Caucasus Emirate. Chateyev was also to be a high-ranking member of that group before he joined ISIS. Authorities also rounded up 13 suspects in connection with the attack after raids in Istanbul's Pendik Basakshiha and Sotimbayeli neighborhoods, an Adalu agency reported. I'm just making fun of the names because I can. Police seized three hunting rifles and documents related to ISIS. Ah, 13 suspects. Interesting. So they they must have been watching them because to suddenly have 13 Muslim suspects that are outside the attack tells me they they knew they knew of them and were watching them because they were just too quick to find people who were just connected to the attack. That usually takes a long time. Anyway, there, wherever Islam goes, that happens, including here, if you haven't noticed.
we are at war with Islam, and nobody wants to say that. You can't be at war with a religion. Right, and Islam's not a religion. It's a blueprint to run a theocratic empire. Whose whole purpose is to conquer the world. You're telling me I can't be at war with that? I, I can. I just don't understand how many more people have to die before this is taken seriously. We're so politically correct. We will not say these things. We will not do these things. That's one of the reasons Donald Trump is such a breath of fresh air. Because he's not politically correct. Look, I don't... The First Amendment does not apply to anything but Christianity, just so you know. I don't care what the courts say either. Because I care what the people who wrote it said. Because that's what it means. Not what they want it to mean. What it means. It does not extend to Buddhism, Zen, Taoism. Although Taoism is in conflict with nothing. Because it means the way. It's the way you live life. The way. That's what it means. <clears throat> so that that's... You, you're supposed to live in harmony. So Taoism wouldn't come up. But... Let's just, let's just say all the other religions that are not Christian are not covered. Judeo-Christian, and that's it. Jewish and Christian is all they were concerned with. Why did they say religions? Well, there is Baptist. There is Methodist. There is Catholic. There is Episcopalian. There is, I could go on and on and on. They're all different religions, really. They, we call them sex sometimes. They're, they're all Christian, but they worship differently. And that's all they were referencing. And they were well aware of, of uh, Islam. Yes, the pre uh, Caesar was right about that. That It is in the fabric of our DNA. The fabric of our DNA with Islam is war. We went to war with Islam under Thomas Jefferson. We went to war with Islam again under John Quincy Adams. We've been at war with them since uh, the Gulf War. So, yeah, that he's right. But we're not supposed to embrace them, love them, tolerate them, or like them. We're supposed to shoot them. And we're not supposed to let them come in our country. Because, because it's not a religion. It's something that's designed to take you over from the inside out. And why would you want to do that? Why would you want to bring that here? We're always told we're gonna. It was not gonna be outside forces that take down America. It was gonna come from within, and it has for over a hundred years. It's been happening. All right, Benghazi. Never forget Benghazi. And again, I agree with you, Brian. What you were saying. Get the diplomats out of there. I don't want to pay for that many diplomats as it is. They, they, they said outlying cities. So it's not just one embassy. We got an embassy in all of the cities like Mexico has here. And I know we don't need that. One embassy is all there ever used to be. And it was all that there should be. And that means in this country, too. You get one embassy and you stay in the District of Columbia. You don't have any embassies, any other states. We don't want foreigners here. There's no reason to have foreign embassy in every state that's again the national government's supposed to deal with diplomacy not the states that's right that's the one job they are supposed to deal with so there's no need for it in every state 
because then it would be the states that were, right? It would have to be the state, but no, it's not. So what the state should do, though, is go get out of my damn state. Yeah, because who's paying for those buildings? And the person we are, and the people to clean them. We are, I'm sure. Uh, I I don't know what Mexico pays for. I guess they have to pay for their own buildings. I don't know. I you know I never thought to ask. I'm just pissed off they exist. Uh, and it doesn't matter. It shouldn't exist. So again, we go back to the Constitution. We go back to rational thought, and we have one embassy in every country, and that is all. I don't care. The CIA wants more. The CIA's gonna have to work a little harder. They all know every embassy has spies in it. Every country knows it. Every country does it. So why do we play this stupid game? That was funny, too. Think, speaking of Benghazi, when this first happened, you called it. You said it was the CIA. Oh, I know it was the CIA. Operation. I mean, right away you called it. Like that day. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe we're still talking. I study these things. I, I can't believe we're still talking about this. How many years later and nothing's happening? Nobody has gotten put Oh, in. and now the, now the report came out and she said, well, there it is. Now now I hope we can move on. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm sorry. There was nothing in there that exonerated Hitler, Rotten Clinton. But I didn't like, I saw her tone alone. Did, you got to hear her tone, the way she's address congress it was it was like dismissive you're like you're annoying me she's the shrew she's a class world-class bitch is what she is yeah that kind of gives shrews a bad name doesn't it <laughs> no shrews a pretty annoying a very high-pitched loud voice it's a little thing too a shrew no i wouldn't call her a shrew she's a bitch She's a witch, she's a bitch, and I don't care. People don't like that word. Uh, it is a word, and it also means female dog. And you could take whatever meaning you want out of it, and uh, it, it'll fit either way. <laughs> it's not fit either way. All right, uh, Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi. It's time for a commercial. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> Socialists, you will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 
What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. The following message is brought to you by Health Markets, your first choice when you need health insurance for your small business. Do you offer health insurance to your employees? Call us now and see if you can save money. Do you want to offer vision and dental to your employees? Call us. Do you think you're paying too much for your current health insurance? Call us. Do you want somebody else to do all the legwork and search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide? Call us. We're Health Markets, and thanks to a little-known solution, we could help your business save thousands of dollars on health insurance costs and save your employees money, too. Our service is free. Don't miss the great savings. Call now. 800-862-0336. 800-862-0336. Health Markets Insurance Agency is DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies. Benghazi, 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 Benghazi. Uh, how come I don't hear that everywhere she goes? Benghazi, 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 Benghazi. How come people aren't holding signs up? Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi. Sorry, you're the reason people died 
that's what that report shows. 600 requests you claim never landed on your desk, then you're an incompetent leader. In which case, there's no way you could be president of the United States. Come on. Violating the Espionage Act on top of that? Why Why would you want... I don't care I'm kind of a lunatic here. Why would you want that woman to, to be president? She's corrupt. She's vicious. She's mean. She's cold. She's calculating. Hard to look at and even harder to listen to. And I don't have to listen to that condescending witch either. Warren. Pocahontas, as I think Trump calls her. I can't stand the sound of her voice either. And she's condescending again. And she, they're always yelling at people. You rich people. You brought your goods to service on our roads. No, it's their roads too, witch. It's their roads too. They paid more property taxes than all the people that live in the area who would claim ownership of roads. If it wasn't for the businesses in the community, they wouldn't have paved roads. What do you think of that, Pocahontas? I don't know. I think we're getting, uh, we're going to have to bring evil witches back because it's either going to be Warren or it's going to be Hitlery and Warren on a ticket. I can tell you that right now, that's the plan. She's trying to bring Bernie Sanders people on board with Hillary. Although, there's a lot going on that doesn't make much sense, including body language of the two of them when they're on stage. Uh, no signs, no support for Hillary. The podium, Warren's name was big and bold first, and Hillary's name was small, and you could barely see it. It was underneath. Now, she's gotta be the president why would warren's name be first and why would it be bigger something's up i think they're they think that she's too damaged because of what i brought up just those two things alone and there's more you know we don't i don't think the american people want four more years of constant constant conspiracies constantly not conspiracy theories real conspiracies that they are good at managing boy that's all they do though you notice it's a full-time job for them bill clinton was caught on uh in his private plane meeting with loretta lynch the attorney general at the airport why would the attorney general go to the airport to meet with bill clinton on his private plane what possible reason could there be? It's not her job to be dealing with Bill Clinton. He's nothing. He's not the president. He's not elected anything. Something's up with that, too, because that's not normal. Why would the attorney general drop everything to go meet Bill Clinton at the airport on his private plane? A couple of things come to mind. Of course, we know they're corrupt. So we know there's corruption going on. He's trying to corrupt her. He's trying to convince her that it wouldn't be a, to her best interest to go after Hitlery if the FBI um, tells them that she should. 
Or she's having sex with him. Or both. I, I know the corruption for sure. And we know Bill Clinton for sure. I don't know anything about Loretta Lynch other than she's a left-wing kook like all the rest of them. I'm sorry, you get you got to be a little brain dead to buy into this collectivist nonsense. Democrats on the House Benghazi panel said in a report that, yeah, the Democrats, who cares what the Democrats said? That security at the Libya facility the night of September 11, 2012 was woefully inadequate, but former Secretary of State Hitlery Rotten Clinton never personally denied any requests from diplomats for additional protection. No, she had other people do it for her. That's what she has people for. That's what she has minions for. They go and tell that doesn't she's the Secretary of State. I, she shouldn't be the one. It, uh, she should know about it. And if she wants to reject it, she doesn't reject it herself. She tells her underlings to do it. She, uh, they, Clintons understand full, well, plausible deniability. But there's no way anybody did anything, anything in that diplomatic corps without her knowing she's a control freak. Trust me, she knew everything. And she knew the situation with the security. And she knew it was not a response to the video immediately. She she called the Libyan president and told him that this is a this was a planned attack. Called the what is it, the prime minister of Egypt or president of Egypt, whatever they call it over there, and said the same thing to him. This was immediately after the incident. This was not next day, not three days later, not a month. It was immediately after. So she lied from the very beginning to you and me. But we expect the Clintons to lie. Bill Clinton did nothing but lie. She's not as good a liar as Bill Clinton, though, because she comes off as a real bitch. Bill Clinton's lovable and likable. That's how he gets away with crap. He's so lovable. I know I feel your pain. Okay, so uh, they said, even the Democrats said, it was Wolf United, but of course, there was plausible deniability. Not Hitler or Clinton didn't. 600 requests, and she didn't know about any of them. Oh, what a crock of crap that is. And if that's the case, why aren't heads rolling? I want everybody that touched those things that didn't give it to her, I want them in jail. Where they will roll over on her, and then we can put her in jail. Oh, they will turn. You put them in jail, they'll turn in a heartbeat. Just make a deal. <laughs> and we finally get rid of the Clintons. Man, they're like a... Like something stuck to your shoe. <laughs> the panel's five Democrats said after a two-year investigation that the military could not have done anything differently on the night of the attacks to save the lives of four Americans killed in Libya. How is that possible? They could do nothing different? They could have done something. That's what they could have done different. Something. They could have not constantly given stand-down orders. In fact, the, the SEALs that went there went there against orders. They put their whole career and future on the line and their lives to go and help, and that's what the military could have not stopped. 
They were only an hour away. Well, they said, oh, we have no assets in the region. Bull. They had these, they had these people getting dressed up in civilian clothes because they didn't want them to go into uniform one minute. Then they they change it and tell them to go put uh, uniform back on. And then they change it again and tell them to go take the uniform back off again and put on civilian clothes. How can they say there's nothing they could have done differently? For God's sakes, we had we have drones, don't we? We had one flying over watching it. Why didn't we have it? I don't care. Look, if I was flying that drone and it didn't have any weapons on it and the whole purpose was for me to sit there and watch these people die, I would have took that drone and dove it right into those Muslims. I would have taken out the majority of them. So there's something they could have done differently, isn't there? Couldn't do anything. How stupid do you think the American people are? The only ones that are going to believe this was it going to vote for Hitler anyway? <clears throat> so they couldn't do anything differently. The night of the attacks to save the lives of four Americans killed in Libya. U.S. Ambassador Chris Stevens died in one of two assaults that night. No, he died a horrible death. They dragged him, burned him. Uh, sodomized him. Yeah, sodomized him. They, they did all kinds of things to him. So, uh... It was horrible, and like again, it wouldn't have happened if you just look. Even if it was, I dove it into the courtyard, and it accidentally took out the embassy as well, and they died. They were gonna die anyway. At least they we would have took out the the Muslims. Well, that's my that's not what I keep saying about ISIS and crap. When I keep saying we can't go in because of collateral damage, these people are dying anyway, and they're dying horribly, and they're asking us to kill them. Yeah, she's speaking about women that were. That are slaves, sex slaves, and they're getting, I don't know, 30, having to have sex like 30 times a day. It, but it's it's rape, it's not sex. Imagine just getting raped every day, 30 times. Every day. They pleaded, kill us. The administration doesn't care, you wonder why? He's a Muslim. You can put all the information together of what's going on over in the Middle East who started what's going on in the Middle East? His response to what's going on in the Middle East. There's only one thing that makes any sense at all. Is No, he's not stupid. He doesn't have to be smart. He does whatever his handlers tell him to do. Do you notice that... But notice uh, that uh, the whole Islam now, Muslims now, terrorism now, is blown up under this administration... It blew up under Secretary of State Hitler, Rotten Clinton. It's that's the whole Benghazi, the whole Middle East mess. That's on her. She was at head of the diplomatic corps during the time where she made things get worse in the Middle East. Don't you remember them claiming, "Oh, this is Arab Spring. They facilitated this." Of course, it turned into Arab nightmare. Arab winter, but certainly no spring. That administration and her as Secretary of State are directly responsible for that mess in the Middle East. But go ahead and vote for her. After all, we, we want more terrorist attacks over here, not less. Oh, um, one of the refugees in Twin Falls, Idaho, raped a five-year-old girl. 
congratulations to Bleeding Heart Doofusai bringing in these people, these evil Muslims from Syria. The Muslims that are born here aren't nearly as nasty as the ones over there that they're bringing here. Because they, they're like sociopaths. They have no problem. They enjoy torturing people and killing people. They enjoy it. They It's like recreation for these people. Cutting off heads, burning people alive, ripping them apart, drawing, quartering them. Any kind of barbaric torture, they've been doing it over there in the Middle East. I guess they've, they someone told them how. Because you're not allowed to read a book except the Quran. But yeah, the Quran does kind of say those things. <laughs> uh, never mind. Islam's evil. It's all you got to know. Plain and simple. And if you think you're getting the information about what's going on with Muslims, go over to Robert Spencer's blog, uh, jihadwatch.org, and see how many Muslim articles he has up a day on his blog about what these Muslims are doing. Heck, I got stuck on the black sphere last night because it was like story after story about the Muslims over there. And and then that I found the one with Twin Twin Falls, Idaho. I also found that on Black Sphere. Which I think he's a host at Red State, isn't he? I have no idea. I thought I saw the show, The Black Sphere. Well, we'll see. Uh where were we? Ambassador Chris Stevens died in one of two assaults that night at the US outpost and CIA annex. Democrats' release of their own report heightened the partnership, uh, partisanship, sorry, of the inquiry, which has been marked by accusations of Obama's administration stonewalling and finger-pointing. Republicans on the panel missed a self-imposed deadline to issue a report before summer, but the Democrats' move in issuing their report could spur the GOP's final product. Whatever the timing, the Republican report is certain to have repercussions for Clinton and the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee. The, well, she is the presumptive Democratic. I don't know, see, that's what I mean. It looks like they've changed their mind about Hitlery. It looks like she's accepted it. I, it just, it boggles the mind, the body language with her, letting Warren take over the whole show. And there was that one Hillary sign there. Strange. But, you know, Warren in her, uh, she really believes that that stupid mantra of hers about businesses owing more taxes because they use our roads and our whatever and I have that and on and on it goes. That's what you want as President of the United States? Collectivism 101? Again, those businesses pay taxes like everybody else. And the business pays more tax than an individual. So, really, the individuals are going to work on the roads that businesses help build. And the bigger the business, the more taxes, the more it contributes to all that mind-numbing garbage. If you fall for that 60s claptrap, I'm giving up on the country. I swear, 
this election's got to be real important because you you all decide that you want socialism is a clear distinction here if you're sure you want socialism you want all this collectivist nonsense you want to tax the rich to death till they leave you want to tax businesses so they leave by the way we have the highest corporate tax in the world right now and that's what's making businesses leave here and hitlery in her speech says she's going to raise taxes on corporations which by the way are made up of taxpayers shareholders are taxpayers when they take their money out they pay tax so there's no reason to tax the corporation because you're taxing them twice. And if you don't lower the corporate income tax, there won't be any corporations here. We will have to buy everything from overseas. It's almost impossible to find stuff made in the USA anymore. Luckily, there's some people coming out with pants that are made in the USA and uh, you know stuff like that, clothing stuff, uh, but no real big industry because that's all gone. They can't compete if they got to pay the highest corporate income tax in the world. And she's going to make it higher. I They hate corporations, right? Remember that case? The key, what was that, that Supreme Court case that said that they have the right to contribute to whoever they choose, the corporations? They're all upset about that. So I guess maybe their answer to that is we're just going to drive all the corporations out of the whole country. Because these people think of nothing except making us a socialist hellhole. That's that's why they make stupid mistakes like that. How, why would she make a speech that said she's going to raise taxes on corporations? She People have to know how high the corporate tax is. Why would she do that? Anybody that knows that what the corporate tax rate is is, is going to say she's nuts. You can't raise you can't raise the taxes more. I look, I don't know what Trump's going to do. I know he's going to lower taxes on corporations. Uh, I, not to where I would want it. Zero. Again, I don't believe in double taxation. Everybody that gets paid from the corporation pays tax. All the sh shareholders pay taxes. And you're taxing them on another tax. Unbelievable. And throughout history, please study history. Go back and look at Coolidge and Harding, Andrew Mellon as treasurer, and how lowering the tax on the rich ended up bringing in more money from the rich every time they did it. They brought it down from, I think it was 90% under Clinton and brought it down, I mean, uh, under, uh, who was before them? I forget the guy. Anyway, he burned it down. They did it in chunks. At the end, they had cut the highest tax rate in the unconstitutional progressive tax to about twenty-two percent, and they pay. And they had more money from the rich every time they lowered the tax. Now, I don't know where the magic number is to stop, but I do know this. It should be a flat tax anyway because equal protection under the law. <laughs> and taxing tax is law. Taxes, yes, it's law. But don't pay your taxes and find out. <clears throat> All right. Um, 
Man, I hate the Clintons. But then again, I hate the old demon crap party now. So anyway, whatever the timing, the Republican report is certain to have repercussions for Clinton, the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee. The Democrats said they regretted that their 344-page report was not bipartisan, but said Republicans left them little choice after conducting one of the longest and most partisan congressional investigations in history. What a lie, what a lie that statement is. It wasn't the longest and most partisan investigation in history. The only thing partisan here are the Democrats. You're supposed to be investigating the rule of law. Uh, you're not supposed to be covering up for your own people. These parties are screwed. They, they don't care about you. They only care about themselves. The little circle of click of rich people. Power and richness, new world socialist order. It's all they think about. So it wasn't the bit, it wasn't the longest, I guarantee that. And you just heard before why the Republicans didn't release one because the administration is stonewalling and they don't have all the information. The Democrats don't care. They don't want any more information. They're good. That's their report. But it is a partisan report. It is one side of the committee, not both. They should have waited. They're the ones that are not being nonpartisan. They decided that this was good enough, even though all the stonewalling and finger-pointing and nonsense from the administration that's just holding everything up. That's why the Republicans didn't release it. They want that information, and the administration doesn't want them to have that information, so that means we really want that information, right? Right. So, while the GOP-led panel two-year inquiry obtained additional details about the twin attacks in Benghazi, it did not fundamentally alter conclusions of previous investigations, the Democrats said. Well, I guess we'll find out when they release it. Why are you characterizing their report before you've read it? Democrats blamed inadequate security in Benghazi on decisions made by mid-level officials at the State Department and said that contrary to repeated claims by Republicans, neither Clinton nor anyone else intentionally delayed the military's response or ordered a stand-down. And we know that's a lie. We know that as a fact that that's a lie. Why would they put that in the report? We know that we know absolutely we heard from the general. He was told to stand down. What they don't know is who gave the order, but we know definitely it was given. But I know how the military works, and that had to come from the commander-in-chief. doesn't matter how it actually filtered to that general. It has to come from the commander-in-chief. So we know he told him to stand down, and that's just that. Okay, we're going to go to a break. Sam Cooperative Radio Show, stay tuned, cause. We'll be right back. <laughs> You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Oh, horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? 
Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 and all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Okay, we have a little humor for you called You Might Be a Liberal. If you think Durka Durka Murtha Jihad is your hero, you might be a liberal. If you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush, you might be a liberal. If your children are channel surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News channel and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil Hitler, uh, you might be a liberal. If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist, you might be a liberal. If you think the United Nations should rule the world, you might be a liberal. If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States of America, you might be a liberal. If you vote for a candidate because they are good-looking, you might be a liberal. If you think Nancy Pelosi is brilliant, you might be a liberal. If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it, you might be a liberal. If you're waiting for your topia to begin, you might be a liberal. If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man, you might be a liberal. And lastly, if you name your children Moon Unit, Apple, or Seven, you might be a liberal. Build that. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. You didn't build that. We built this city on rock and roll. That's the reason I'm running for president because I still believe in that idea. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. Coming soon. John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain, Return to Saddlesore Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different, feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. Obama, 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 Obama. I left that girl, Clinton, what's her name? Since I met you, my life has... 
my pastor he was a good friend of mine I said I never heard a single nasty word he said and I hope you'd believe that line I had the audacity of hope that you'd believe that line now I'm saying Reverend Wright was wrong Jeremiah's gone now he sleeps with the fishes in the deep blue sea and he didn't speak for me So you're going to continue with this? Because you're pretty much ripping it to shreds. It's up to you. It's not even a complete report. It's a one-sided Democrat report. I know. On Democrats. I know. I guarantee you, the Republican one will be different. The Democrats called GOP claims of a stand-down order baseless and offensive to our men and women in uniform. Wow. These people... They have no they're, shame at all. No, and they're completely delusional. We already know this is a fact. It's not open to discussion or debate. We heard it from the horse's mouth. The report also disputes the Republican charge. They haven't made the report yet. The Republican charge that the White House intentionally misled the American public by casting the Benghazi assault as one of many protests over an offensive anti-Muslim video instead of a calculated terrorist attack that occurred on President Caesar Brock's Obama and his watch. They are counting on you forgetting everything that you knew about Benghazi. We wanted to find out new stuff, and they're taking away the old stuff that we already know. But we, are, we know. We know they knew from the beginning. And we know it was a, a week later. Caesar comes out and tries the video thing again. By then, half the country knew better. Anyway, it's, it's you know, how evil and bad the Demon Crap Party has become. To, to, man, this if this doesn't make people vote for... Trump, I don't know what will. I mean, this is this is what we have up there. They don't care about the truth. They lie to us constantly. They do what they want, even though they're not supposed to under the Constitution. They Everything they do is unconstitutional, illegal, and unlawful, except making war. The Democrats said that the assessments and information that the CIA and other agencies provided to U.S. government officials, quote-unquote, evolved after the attacks, but were not influenced by the upcoming 2012 presidential election or any other political factors. you got to be kidding. This, this report is political. And he lied to us from the beginning. We know this. Only... Kool-Aid drinkers 
of repeating anything else. Yeah, you Daily Coast people know who you are too, right? I got my eye on you. Obama's critics have zeroed in on the talking points. A reference to a memo prepared for lawmakers and then U.M. Ambassador Susan Rice to help her get ready for appearances on the Sunday news shows to discuss the attack less than a week after it occurred. The Democrats said not a single witness that appeared before the Benghazi committee identified evidence that intelligence assessments or CIA talking points provided to Congress and Ambassador Rice were influenced by political considerations, according to the report. Wow. This, if this doesn't piss you off, nothing will. This is Benghazi we're talking about. People, we're already pissed. That'll come out with this tripe. Anybody that votes for a Democrat is an idiot. No, there's a special place in hell for them. Useful <laughs> idiot. You are a useful idiot to the enemy, which is evil, which is Lucifer. Oh, there goes getting all religious again. Well, no, we're talking about Muslims, right? They claim it's a religion. And the idiot progs talking heads out there insist on calling it an, the third Abrahamic religion even though we do not worship the same God. Again, Allah is not God. Allah is the moon god of Arabia, the god of night, the god of the moon. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Lucifer. Yes, the god they worship is Lucifer. The god we worship is God, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. There's quite a there's quite a few names for God actually besides that, but I don't like I don't like using them in a public sphere. Well, you study up on uh, Judaism if you're a Christian. You should study up on Judaism anyway, because that's where that's where we Christ came from. Jesus was a Jew. All right, from CNSNews.com. In reaction to the report released today by the House Select Committee on Benghazi, which was investigating the September 11, 2012 attack on U.S. compound in Benghazi, Libya, where four Americans were murdered, Media Research Center President Brent Bozell said it was the committee chairman's job to get to the truth, and he punted. The committee chairman is Representative Trey Gowdy, Republican, South Carolina. What? I thought Trey Gowdy was a Texan. No. Are you sure? I think you don't think they made a mistake, do you? I don't. We'll have to look it up after the show. I, I, I just, he just seemed like a Texan to me. I don't. Know. And the select committee was established by Congress in May 2014. Over the last two years, the committee has spent an estimated $7.1 million investigating the Benghazi attack and the administration's accidents concerning that event. What are you spending money on just to have people come in and talk to you? How is that costing $7 million? 
I don't understand. It, it doesn't cost anything to have, swear them in and have them sit there and talk at you. How's that expensive? I want to know where this $7 million went. Probably to FOIA requests. $7 million. They already, Look, you're not paying for their time. They're already getting paid. So they can't spend money making FOIA requests. There's no money involved in FOIA requests. Yes, but they have to hire lawyers to do that. No, you don't. Absolutely not. Trey Gowdy is a lawyer. I'm sorry. He is a lawyer. And I'm wanting, I'm waiting for him to call a grand jury. Because despite with this stupid Democrat biased report they released, out now propaganda. I mean, they think you have no memory at all. You've forgotten all about Benghazi. So now whatever the report says is true. Now there are, they're right. There are people like that out there. The ones that only watch the Alphabet News, for instance. If that's how they get all their information. They tend to be low-information people. They tend to be propagandized individuals. But I'm going to put in a four-year request. I'm going to ask, where did $7.1 million go in an investigation on Benghazi? I just don't understand the cost here. We already pay the people involved, so their time... Does it cost us any more? I'm sorry, I'd, I'd like to know, because this would be a, an insight into how Congress works, that they could spend $7.1 million on this investigation, which is not even over. I'm stunned by the DOP's unwillingness to accomplish anything in Congress, which now extends to resolving investigations, said MRC President Bozell in a June 28th statement. Trey Gowdy's continued admonition that it's up to the American people to reach their own conclusions about Benghazi is an obfuscation. It was up to him to get to the truth, and he punted, said Bozell. He didn't punt. They haven't even got their report out yet. You're the one who punted. You bailed early. You didn't get all the facts yet. Your report is worthless. Well, it's good, good comedy, the Tommy Woodrow Wilson propaganda, but, you know, again, you got to be careful what you, how you propagandize something. If the public already knows certain facts as facts and not open to discussion, and you come out and say that that's not the case, then the American people are going to have a reaction to your nonsense. You're showing your hand here to the American people. I expect them to blow up. And I hope the Republicans hold off until just before the election to release their side. What do you think of that? Anything to stop Hitlery. Anything. I despise that woman. I despise the Clintons. Although, Bill's fun to play around with because, well, it just is. <laughs> but there's nothing fun about Hitlery. See, Bill is, he's fun. He's likable. He, he tells jokes. He gets jokes. Hitler is just a witch. And from what I can tell by listening to ex-Secret Service individuals, she has a ginormous temper. She just blows up. She has two faces, the smiley grandma 
uh, face that she's tried tries to put on. Yeah, I know that scary face is actually her good face. Then supposedly that once I leave the room, boom, she lets Bill have it. And if you wonder why Bill Clinton cheats on her, I get that. That's a good reason right there. I imagine uh, she's just a ugly old harpy. Ah, it's better than shrew harpy. Yeah, I like that. Just as with the IRS investigation, the Republicans lacked the fortitude to confront those responsible, he continued. Who denied the multiple requests for additional security for the compound? No answer. Who is being held responsible for the death of these men? No answer. The answer is, I'll tell you what the answer is. Who was in charge? Who was in charge? They are responsible. If they're irresponsible leaders who let the people do whatever they want without consulting you, well, that's your decision. But you're responsible for everything they do. That's what it means to be Secretary of State. Those people work under you. You are responsible. Remember once upon a time, this is even a Democrat said this, the buck stops here. The leader, the one who is ahead of the agency, is in charge of the agency, is responsible for everything the agency does, good, bad, or otherwise. So we know who's responsible, now hold her responsible. Should the commander-in-chief be held responsible for the multiple failures of the military, said Bozell. Uh, failures of the military? What failures of the military, you punk? Now you bring it in the military? Man, I, I, I swear something's going to blow. Yes, uh, as a matter of fact, the commander-in-chief should be held responsible for the multiple failures of the military that never happened. But if you, if you think there were failures of the military, the commander-in-chief is responsible for everything the military does. His, his buck stops here. I don't care what the underlings did while you were their boss. You're responsible for your underlings. See, we got to get rid of this plausible deniability crap. No, if you didn't know, you should have known. And therefore, you are guilty. Peach there, Braxton. <clears throat> Who's this Bozell character? I mean, it keeps making me think of Brent Bozell, but he's a conservative. He's not this nut. Uh, so I don't want, I, I'm just saying that because I don't want you to think the same thing. If you just keep hearing Bozell, you think Brent Bozell, picture him. No, different person. This is Brent Bozell. What? Brent Bozell. He's the head, the head of the Media Research Center. This is him. Oh, it is him. Okay. I thought it was him, but then I thought I got it wrong. No, he, I'm talking about uh, the report, the, the lead. I'm thinking the lead Democrat for the report, not the Media Research Center. Okay. I got that kind of conflated <laughs> in my head. <laughs> this is Brent This Bozell. is them reporting on, well, they're not reporting on either. How would Brent Bozell know what they did and didn't do? They haven't released the report yet. I don't imagine they're walking around telling everybody. They've released the report from the Democrats like that's the end of it. That's what they're doing in all of media. But it's not. There's got to be another report. I and, know. and by the way, the only way it could be bipartisan is if they both come out with a single report, not two separate ones. And obviously the Democrats want fiction. And the Republicans hopefully don't. I just say hopefully. 
because a prog is a prog is a prog. It doesn't matter what letters after the name. And then we're all, and really, there's only one party up there. It's the Republicans, and I've been saying that for decades. Yeah. So if there was multiple failures of the military, I don't know what you're talking about. There was no failures of the military, but if there was, yes, the commander in chief should be. Should the Secretary of State be held responsible for disastrous consequences of State Department decisions? Not according to this report. Well, it's only half a report. Sorry, there's more to come. But yeah, they want you to think they're not going to come out with a There was a deadline. Why was there a deadline? What what's What's this mysterious deadline they talk about? Oh, it had to be out by this time or... Or what? Or you can never tell the American people what you found out? Who's who's in charge of that ma imaginary spot that says, if you don't get it in by this time, you can't do it at all? Who made up that rule? It's nonsense. Like I said, I hope they wait till right before the election to dump this out. Yeah, I know it's partisan and calculating. I don't care. These people are evil and they need to go. They need to be destroyed. The Demon Crab Party must be crushed like a bug. It just changed its name to Progressive. The Progressive Party. Or, here's an idea, you call, call yourselves the Bull Moose Party. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt was a progressive. He started the Bull Moose Party. They wouldn't even state that Hitler Rotten Clinton, I'm actually, you know, changing her name, lied about the video through her own emails read by committee members prove she had he said proof <laughs> her own emails how could this this is like how could they believe that none of this was going to come out that the democrats aren't are make are painting a picture of nothing when it's something they have proof her own emails, probably from her own email server, which she's not supposed to have, but she violated the Espionage Act, and if she got convicted of that, she couldn't even run for president. Man. <laughs> but they did blame a rustic bureaucratic process. Rustic? No, a progressive nightmare of a bureaucratic process quoting from the report it doesn't get more washington than that everyone involved in this charade disgraced themselves thank you i couldn't agree more like i said we know certain facts and that means the republicans on the committee know the same facts and even more facts than we know the democrats Report says there's no facts. Basically, it's a report about nothing. It says there's nothing to see here. Move along. Don't look behind the curtain. That's what they're saying. But we know it's uh, it was man. They lied for like a week, and it, it they would have kept lying if they could have got away with it. I, you know, that's the problem. If you try and lie about everything. Eventually, people are going to realize that they can't believe a word that comes out of your mouth. And it seems like 
the Democrats are nothing but people that say lies. And who is the father of lies? <gasps> Lucifer. I'd like to know what happened to that cartoonist that they put in jail for so long. Is he in like a black ops area? <laughs> uh, last I heard, I don't know. They don't know where he is. They arrested that guy and put him somewhere, and they have never let him out. Because he would have went public. As soon as he gets out, he's going to go public. Well, unless he's scared to death, and then I guess he won't. Uh, I don't, he could be dead as, as far as I know. Yeah, but notice nobody knows where he is, and that was a good point to bring up because no one thinks about it. They did arrest the guy with the video that nobody even watched until after they said it was the video that caused caused that attack, which they knew when they were saying it was a lie. They thought they could control the the dialogue. That's they they thought they could control the dialogue. They can't. The internet's here. That's why the FCC is now in control of the internet. And everybody that thinks that's a good idea, you're a doofus eye. No. Bad, bad, bad. Government in our free market just ruins the free market. They'll start controlling what people get to see, which websites people can see, can't see. This, I mean, the one, when they're in charge of the internet, they can do whatever they want. This was not a government-created entity like they claim. This was civilian created. They were in in the ground floor when it was called just the internet, and you had to know Unix to use it. It was just a bunch of mainframes in colleges that you could get information on in textual format only. Then we, the free market, wanted more. And they gave us more. And we wanted more. And they gave us more. And now it's this wonderful GUI you can point and click and search and Find any information you want. Find any products you want at good prices. All this is available to us now. That's why they wanted the FCC, because they are going to end that. They're not going to let us tell the truth when they're blocking it with the lame street media. And by the way, they gave him the power to turn off the Internet. Did you know that? Oh, you got something to push somewhere. I do. I have a button button to push. Push the button. Now, have you ever stopped to wonder why the world's in such a mess? Why there's so much mindless mayhem on the TV and the press? Why so many busy businessmen are snapping from the stress? And the rest of us are jogging from depression. Now, has it ever once occurred to you or ever crossed your mind that the problems of this nation are created by design? Since our eyes were first opened and our ears began to hear They've been herding us like cattle through our fantasies and fears They move us through illusion and confusion of the mind And by changing subtle meanings to the words between the lines Thank you, call Client Client with a K.com And of course that means it's time for the news behind the news And you've got the wrong sound file not supposed to have that on the end of it here we go again um from usa today 
Sure, you could fire up a barbecue and set off fireworks. But as the 4th of July weekend approaches, do you know enough about the United States to become a citizen? A new survey by Ipsos Public Affairs tested more than 2,000 respondents on some of the questions included on the exam. Migrants, immigrants must pass as part of the process of gaining citizenship. Now, isn't he waving that too? He's changed. No, he's yeah. He's changed the part uh, where it says they have to take up arms in defense of the country. Well, yeah, I know that. And if they don't want to, if they don't want to do that, they have to. They have to state their religious objection. But he's just taking it away. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. That's nonsense. Why? Why do we want you as a citizen then? If you're not going to help defend the country, get the hell out of the country. We don't need you. I was just saying that facetiously because we reported on what you just said last show that he's doing that so he might as well just wave this too so you don't even have to take a test he might he does whatever he wants i know and he's gonna maybe he's gonna citizenize as many people as he can so they can vote and he's also gonna make sure that nobody has id because then all the other ones that are immigrants or refugees uh, he wants them to vote too And there's, I know there's nothing you can do. If I was in charge, though, no Muslim would be allowed to vote. If you're a Muslim, you don't, you don't vote. Because you're the enemy. Islam is the enemy. We need to get them the hell out of here. Oh, no, let's just have more mass shootings. Let's just keep gun-free zone. We want a gun-free America. Like a gun, gun-free Turkey. Oh, Istanbul. Constantinople. Yes, that's what it used to be called, Constantinople, when it was part of Christendom. The Middle East used to be part of Christendom, not Muslim, Islam. No, Islam didn't come around till 7th century A.D., after the birth of Christ, right? All right, uh, <laughs> really? i got to go to a break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots, common sense, conservative talk radio. It's on the internet. Tune in now. Red State Talk Radio, featuring some of the most popular Internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the the health insurance hotline today. Learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates. This is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates. So call right now to learn more. 800-296-1140. 
That's 800-296-1140. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the the health insurance hotline today. Learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates. This is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates. So call right now to learn more. 800-296-1140. 800-296-1140. 800-296-1140. That's 800-296-1140. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-511-3024. Okay, and welcome back to the Corporate Radio Show again. This is the only way I can really hear with these. It's got to go here on my chin. Uh, I got these weird, I, I don't know, maybe you guys have used these before. These weird headsets you've got. It's like, combi- it's like earbuds that are attached. It's weird. And it only goes 
I'm so big, it only works one way for me. That's the old style. Those things are like 10 years old. Yeah, well, maybe we should get some new ones. Oh, okay, where were we in this story about this? Oh, yeah, the exam. We've done the exam on this show before, you know, and it it's not easy. I mean, you got to know you got to know some U.S. history. They the immigrants actually learn more about U.S. history than your children do. More than nine in ten of those polled aced the question of the day correctly identifying the date the Declaration of Independence was signed as July the 4th, 1776. Well, he's, yes, yeah, he, he, no, it's, that's, the, that's the historical, that's what they say in the textbooks, and that's what they teach, and that's what they want you to answer. It's not true. It wasn't signed until August. It was sent out to be signed. Everybody didn't gather around in Congress. Like it shows you in that painting. That, that never happened. There were some there that vote, they voted on it, and then they sent it out for everybody to sign it. And it went on a tour. And it wasn't until, I think it was August the 4th? Maybe it was the 2nd, I can't remember. Oh, it's, it's right in the first week of August, I remember that. That it actually finally was done getting signed. Of course, it was presented by the Committee 5 on July the 2nd. They, Adams thought that we would celebrate July the 2nd, not July the 4th. Just so you know. But if you want, if you just want to do it for when it was signed, that would be August, not July the 4th. July the 4th is when it was voted on. Anyway, we'll go back, and I'll I'll go back into my books, and we'll do a we'll we'll cover that again, how how it actually went down, and why it's important that unalienable, not inalienable, that the Kami dictionaries say are synonyms, they are not synonymous. Now they're oh, but the way it's used today, the way it's used today is wrong. The way it's used today is the way the government wants you to use it. Because they can take away your inalienable rights, but they can't take away your alienable rights. Unalienable. Un is the word. Un. Okay, now I'm confused. The Constitution was the document that everyone had to say okay to, not the Declaration of Independence. Yes, the Declaration of Independence had to be voted on by Congress and had to go out to be signed. Yes, it did. Go ahead, look it up. No, no, I just I want to clarify it, that's all. It doesn't look like your face is telling me you don't believe me. You'll see. Oh, uh, as an aside, Brian, what? the founders didn't think that the Declaration was going to be such a big thing to the people. They really didn't. We discussed that last night on the Women of the Revolution show. because I Some said, people didn't, I'm sure. Right, they just they didn't think it was going to make that much difference to the people, but then again, a lot of people didn't want independence, right? That well, that is true. It was actually a minority that actually uh, did all this. It wasn't the majority will, but they were never into a democracy where the majority rules. So there you go. They messed that up with the Articles of Confederation. That was 
a democracy. Everybody had to vote yes or no for it to be yes or no. It had to be 100%. And again, Rhode Island was almost 100% no. Why? Because it because it was a pain in the a thorn in their side. That's why they were they were a pain in the butt. They were also one of the last of the states to to uh, sign to ratify the Constitution. One of not the last one. Um, where was I? Ninety percent or more knew that the Supreme Court is the highest court in the land. No, it's not. It's only the highest court in the land. When it comes to its jurisdiction, under Article 3, Section 2. So that's, so far, two questions I would have, on my test, that would have been wrong. On a real test, it would have been wrong. That's the wrong answer for both now. That the presidential election is held in November, and that the flag has 13 stripes to represent the original 13 colonies. That's correct. Close behind, more than 8 in 10 correctly chose the Constitution as the supreme law of the land. The Star-Spangled Banner as the national anthem, and the Atlantic as the ocean along the East Coast. Although another one in 10 misidentified it as the Pacific. Geography class, anyone? After that, scores started sinking. About two-thirds picked Paul Ryan as the current Speaker of the House, and Franklin Roosevelt as president during the Great Depression and World War II. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. But only a bit more than a third, 36%, knew that Benjamin Franklin is famous to this day as a U.S. diplomat. He was famous for everything but being a diplomat. <laughs> what the heck are they doing? They're giving them all the wrong answers. They're doing the deconstructed history. But uh, whatever, Benjamin Franklin was famous to this day. That's not what he was famous for. There's a, there's a lot of sayings he was famous for. There are a lot of things he did. Uh, he was His paper was important for the revolution. He's the one that came up with the snake that was chopped up and segmented and said, uh, you know, either we stick together or we hang alone. Okay, I got something from... Uh, Patriots History of the United States and uh, about the Declaration, and you can say yay or nay, okay? Because it's probably right. Because this, like you're pointing out, is wrong. They're teaching them wrong history. They've been doing it for a long time. That's but you're, but what, it's the same history we were taught in school. In school, right? They're teaching it to our education, yeah. which sucks. Quite yeah, frankly. they deconstructed our history, and they now they don't even teach the first half of our history. No, they're not teaching the they're not teaching American history anymore. They're really not. Well, I heard they were cutting it down to like, like to nothing. 1950s my, or something. My girlfriend, Deb, that I do the Women of the Revolution show with, her sister retired early, like 20, 10 years earlier, because they were already starting to change the curriculum, and she was not going to teach that. And she quit. Now, you got to know, every teacher should know the, the truth. And if, if they're not teaching that, what are they doing? Yeah, she the brainwashing. She tried to ch have the curriculum changed. She tried to have the books changed. She was got a couple of other teachers to go against the school, and they just wouldn't do it. So the teachers that were with her and her just quit. And said, I am not teaching this to the kids. The progs are in complete control of the textbooks across the whole country. Just three companies. If there's still three, there might not be anymore. There might be just one. I don't know. 
because I haven't looked at it in a while because I've been worried about so many other things. Uh, and right now, it really pay, makes no difference because Common Core is an on-starter, period, end of, end of conversation. Nobody should let their children be taught that. Now, read. Go ahead okay, and read. so this is from A Patriot's History of the United States by Larry Schweikart and Michael Allen. Okay, so it says, After a bitter debate over these phrases and other editing that changed about half of the draft, they're talking about the Declaration, Congress adopted the final Declaration on July 4, 1776, after adopting a somewhat less refined version on July 2nd. Two weeks later, Congress voted to have the statement engrossed on parchment and signed by members who either appeared in person on August 2nd or later affixed their names. August 2nd, see? Yep. And like, like I did said, say, I said, it was presented dead. to Congress and voted on on the 4th. It was The motion was passed on the 4th to adopt the declaration. And But they didn't sign it till the... the and then sent it out. Well, they only had... A, they had a quorum, but they didn't have everybody there. I mean, to do that, you know, everybody has to drop everything. And this was summertime. People, farmers can't drop crops and what they need to do to come uh, town and sign a document. So that's why it had to go out. Well, that's another. And that's thing. why they don't. If the Constitution chooses December as the the month they have to be in session. Uh, in session, then they only required to be in session for thirty days, and I can't wait till that's enough. Again. So, I was right, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But the heavily, I don't know about that heavily edited part. Well, because mm -hmm. they were talking about Jefferson's first draft. I know. Before I, that. Jefferson's first draft was brought to the art, the committee of five. That has nothing to do with the doc on the second. The committee of five didn't change a whole lot. They changed, he put inalienable down. Yes, the word existed back then, and they crossed it out and put unalienable. Now, if they mean the same thing, why would they change it? Because back then it meant something quite different. You don't want inalienable rights. I mean, you, you do. They're, they're extra rights, but you want your unalienable rights. They cannot be taken away from you, nor can they be given away legally. Okay, so we're going to stick to unalienable as the founders decided. They made the choice. They said no to inalienable and yes to unalienable. So do not buy the modern commie dictionaries that 18, uh, 1984 Orwellian changes, the, changes the, what words mean based on how it's used today. That's not what a dictionary was. A dictionary was something you went to so you knew what the word meant. And, not, not make it up. Not do something Webster, different. And we discussed Webster did not do that to the dictionary. Not Noah Webster. Merriam-Webster did. Merriam-Webster took over the dictionary. It went from the, it went from Webster's dictionary to Merriam-Webster's dictionary. And when that happened, that's when it was, that's when it went downhill. And now all of them do this. So you look on the dictionary, it's going to say it's, it's a synonym. It's used, it's used as the same thing. Uh, yeah, because they've, but it's used at the inalienable level, not at the unalienable level. And inalienable comes, can, is given to you by the government and can be taken away 
by the government. See, Hatton, how could they do that, Brian? Because look at how, when I did this search, it's saying Merriam-Webster Dictionary, but Webster had, had nothing to do with it. He gave it up to him. How can they still call it that? Uh, I believe his name is Webster. Merriam-Webster. I, I believe so. Just uh, go to whatever thing such talking about, like Merriam-Webster Learner's Dictionary. Uh, okay. So, yes, words do change over time, but we, if it's going to be synonymous, it has to be synonymous with unalienable, as defined in Webster's Dictionary, 1828. That's the only dictionary I will use because it's the oldest one I can find, and it's and it's online. Although I think the online project was taken over by Merriam-Webster's, uh, and it they changed they changed the words because I looked up inalienable and unalienable a, a long time ago. And I found the 1828 dictionary, and it clearly defined them differently. And then when they put it online, I went and looked online, and they changed it so that it's synonymous. But it's not. And they're claiming that it, this project is the 1828. It's not. So, and they took and they scoured the internet. They took it all off the internet. There's no place that has it anymore that I can find. Um. Maybe we could get a, our hands on an, on an actual physical one. I don't know. I don't think that it's going to be around, though. I, I doubt it's still in print. <laughs> okay, so it says, Miriam is the last name of Springfield, Massachusetts, booksellers slant printers, George and Charles Miriam. These two brothers founded the G&C Miriam Company in 1831. It was renamed Miriam Webster, Inc. and incorporated in 1982. 1982? Upon the death of Noah Webster, what do I care about 1982? Upon the death of Noah Webster in 1843, the company bought the rights to publish revisions of the 1841 edition of his An American Dictionary of the English Language, corrected and enlarged, and the two names have remained linked ever since. And uh, and they shouldn't be. And you notice and it says 1841. Three. 43. He died. No what? Upon the death of Webster, they took it over in 1843. I was talking about 1828. Once they took it over, that's when it went down. Right. And they and they're peddling the 1843 as the 1828. You know, I I got to tell you, I'm, and I, I I'm sorry bad. I was wrong. I thought his name was Merriam Webster. No, I it's uh, George and Charles Merriam. Yeah. I feel sorry, sorry for Noah Webster because when we. When we Because everyone him. just says Webster's Dictionary, and you think it's no Noah Webster's Dictionary in 1828 was completely different. And as I said, it it look unalienable comes from the Enlightenment. I just had to go on a page that's called Enlightenment and correct them with the inalienable nonsense. If it means the same thing, why did they change it? Because it didn't. Obviously, that's just a little common sense. You don't have to go farther than that. If it meant the same thing, why would they cross it out and change it? Think about it. And why does the government want us to use inalienable instead of unalienable? Anything the government wants you to do, you should already question. I'm just saying. I will use unalienable, and I 
everybody should use unalienable, and that means you cannot have your rights taken from you. You can't even give those rights away. They're part of you. So the government has no power over it. It comes from our creator, not the government. They want you to be... There's, they even make arguments. Oh, but in Brit British, it's inalienable. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because they don't have unalienable rights. I mean, they do. They just don't know it. And the government doesn't respect it. Their rights come from the government and nowhere else. Some of them think the Magna Carta applies, but the Magna Carta is not the UK's constitution. They don't have one. Well, and that's what they were citing with this Bra Brexit or whatever the heck they call it. Yeah, because they think the rights of Magna Carta are for everyone. is from the Great Enlightenment. It's true. Magna Carta is a wonderful document. Not as good as the Constitution, though. But that's where they think they get their rights from. That's what caused the movement towards anti, uh, you know, rulers, you know, the uh, aristocracy kings and queens but england just loves their kings and queens of royal family so they they pay them to just be figureheads basically but the crown still has the final say in whatever it wants both both in the united kingdom and its commonwealths one being canada canadians don't even know that they think they broke completely from england they didn't. She's still the high mucky muff. She doesn't use her power that often. But she really has the final say in anything. If she chooses to to be get involved or if they're if they're in need, there's a there's a disagreement, they can't agree, and she's this she ends up being the deciding vote. I forget what the office is called. But you can look up their government like I did. And yes, she is still she is still part of their government. Their money still has her image on it. It's not it's not just because nostalgia. It's because you are a commonwealth of the United Kingdom. Congratulations, Canada. And no, no Canada. We're not a commonwealth of Canada. Sorry. Canada is not superior to us. It's inferior. You're more progressive than we are. Progressive equals evil. Just like Islam equals evil. And notice, the Prague's and the Muzzies seem to get along. Along with the International Socialist, Communist Party USA, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, they have labels, 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 but they're all based, they're all commies. Okay. So... There, there went my 1%. I was wrong about Merriam-Webster. Sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, where was I with this anyway? Uh, 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 diplomat. Nearly as many, 27%, identified him as a writer of the Federalist Papers. No, he wasn't. That would be Alexander Hamilton, James Madison, and John Jay. Contrary... I don't. Nobody. Everyone knows who Alexander Hamilton is, but they don't know he's he was a statist, a collect a prog. Not. I consider him the very first progressive. And progressivism is evil. So. We don't listen to Alexander Hamilton. Whatever he writes about anything, we don't listen to him. Sometimes he's sometimes he's not lying to us, but 
he's a liar. He's a propagandist. And he was a statist. And I hate his guts. And Aaron Burr didn't shoot him soon enough. Contrary to popular opinion, Americans are not all about the Benjamins, says Chris Jackson, vice president of Ipsos. Most respondents were unable to answer the role Ben Franklin played as a founding father. He played a lot. That'd be hard. He did a lot. And he did a lot most people don't know about. He invented a whole bunch of stuff. And, again, his newspaper was quintessentially important to the revolution as well. He was also important in bringing his elder statesman heir to the Constitutional Convention of 1787. And which, by the way, everyone thinks he's an atheist, he's this, that, and the other thing. It was Benjamin Franklin, right in the beginning of the convention. They were all squabbling and black, just loud and squabbling. And he stood up and said, you know, enough. He said, we need, I make a motion to have a cleric come in and pray for divine inspiration. And they couldn't do it because they didn't have any money. Because you had to pay him. So what they did is walk down the street to a church and have the reverend there pray pray with them for divine inspiration in creating what we now call the Constitution. Yes, Mr. Atheist. You know, atheists claim a lot of people are atheists. They're lying. They're not. Never trust an atheist. They're too stupid to know God exists. Don't trust them. Look it up. Is this the lying show? Because you've called Is everybody it? to lie. It might be the lying show, not the lying show. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ask a random selection of five of the ten possible questions. 35% of those surveyed scored a perfect five, which Ipsos graded as an A. 31% missed just one question, getting a B. At the bottom of the class, 18% who got a D for getting three right. 16% failed answering two or fewer questions correctly. Yeah, but we already proved these. You shouldn't pass unless you get 100%. But not only it's that. It's a citizenry test. 100%. That's what I want. Not 100%. only that, you've already debunked most of their questions. Well, their questions are wrong. Their history is what they, they teach is wrong. Of course, we'd fix that. We'll fix it. Look, I, I'll, call the, I'll call Donald Trump when he's president and ask him to change it. <laughs> okay, well, <clears throat> we got to go to a break. So, Cooper Radio Show, you stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you. See it all around you. Obama, Obama.
since I met you My life has hope and change Five different budget plans on both ends of the ideological spectrum failed. Five budget plans failed in the Senate. Among them, a 99-0 vote defeating President Obama's $3.8 trillion budget request. The Democrats are afraid of their own shadow in the Senate. They even vote down their own president's budget. Only takes 51 votes to pass a budget. Democrats in the Senate refuse to be held accountable. Under the Democratic control of the Senate, for three straight years there hasn't been a budget. We haven't had one for three years. The result of no discipline for three years is you spend $10 trillion, $400 billion. Our national debt is more than $15.6 trillion. Approaching the $16 trillion mark. $16 trillion worth of debt. It's the number one threat to our national security. The longer we wait, the more difficult the solution is going to be. The federal government is now twice the size it was in 2001. National unemployment has registered above 8% for the last 38 months. There's no way Barack Obama, with a straight face, can come before the American people and argue that somehow he has made things better than they were when he got here. The Obama economy isn't working for a lot of Americans. People across the country know what they want. They want a healthy economy. And the Obama economy is not a healthy economy. Most Americans have soured on the economy, and they've now soured on this president. 42% said he's made it worse. Independence by double digits think he made it worse. We're not where we should right. be. Obama made it worse. At a time when it's hard enough already to create jobs in America. Have policies that maximize economic growth. Supports our economy. Growing our economy. Build our economy. To help this economy grow. Create jobs. American jobs. Jumpstart the economy. Create jobs. We should be focusing on jobs and the economy. So if you're looking for a simple three-word description of the Democrat approach to the problems we face, it's this duck and cover. Now just as there was in Teddy Roosevelt's time, there is a certain crowd in Washington who for the last few decades have said, let's respond to this economic challenge with the same old tune. The market will take care of everything, they tell us. If, if we just cut more regulations and cut more taxes, especially for the wealthy, our economy will grow stronger. Now, it's a simple theory, and, and we have to admit it, it's one that speaks to our rugged individualism and our healthy skepticism of too much government. That's, that's in America's DNA. And that theory fits well on a bumper sticker. But here's the problem. It doesn't work. It has never worked. But I have an uncomfortable feeling that this prosperity isn't something on which we can base our hopes for the future. No nation in history has ever survived a tax burden that reached a third of its national income. Today, 37 cents out of every dollar earned in this country is the tax collector's share. And yet our government continues to spend $17 million a day more than the government takes in. We haven't balanced our budget 28 out of the last 34 years. We've raised our debt limit three times in the last 12 months. 
And now our national debt is one and a half times bigger than all the combined debts of all the nations of the world. We have $15 billion in gold in our treasury. We don't own an ounce. Foreign dollar claims are $27.3 billion. And we've just had announced that the dollar of 1939 will now purchase 45 cents in its total value. Now, just as there was in Teddy Roosevelt's time, there is a certain crowd in Washington who for the last few decades have said, let's respond to this economic challenge with the same old tune. The market will take care of everything, they tell us. If, if we just cut more regulations and cut more taxes, especially for the wealthy, our economy will grow stronger. Now, it's a simple theory, and, and we have to admit, it, it's one that speaks to our rugged individualism. Welcome back to the Corrupt Radio Show. Now, I played those two clips to show the difference between the two leaders. And then I went back and I played Obama again after Reagan, half of his stupid speech, because he said, rugged individualism. Um, How come that stopped? Because we're back. No, no, I know. I stopped it. I stopped it halfway through this, his speech where I wanted it oh. to put emphasis on the difference between the two men. Well... You couldn't find two, two, two more opposite than those two. They are definitely on the opposites, opposite ends of the scale. I'm sure, stark difference. <laughs> All right, uh, where where were we taking apart their stupid tests? That's where we were. All right, so we got the 18% got a D and 16% failed. In terms of partisanship, Republicans outscored Democrats and Independents. 40% of Republicans answered all five questions correctly, compared to 35% of Independents and 33% of Democrats. What's the news behind this news, Brian? First of all, the test is wrong. <laughs> yeah, and, and it seems like Democrats and Independents care less about history than Republicans, which makes sense. 40% of Republicans. Now, I'm I'm going to be generous here. I'm going to be willing to say those are the non-progressive Republicans. That, the one that got 40%. And then, I don't know, though. I think there's more, there's a larger percentage than, than that in uh, 40% in, in the Republican Party. I think it's more like 70, 75% of the Republicans of progs. In the actual civics test administered by the U.S. Immigration and Citizenship Services, applicants are asked up to 10 questions chosen from a list of 100 about American history and government, and they must answer six correctly to pass. The official test is more difficult than the survey, however, because it doesn't include multiple choice answers. Multiple choice? I didn't realize that test was multiple choice. Like, Gosh, 
It's easy to guess at multiple choice. In the poll, 57% said correctly that the Supreme Court has nine justices. But it doesn't anymore. It has eight. And there is no fixed number for the Supreme Court. So it's a dumb question. It has as many justices as the Congress wants. They can, they can lower it. They can increase it. They can do whatever they want with it. And the very first Supreme Court had six justices. So just as even as this, but it functioned fine because everyone on that court understood the Constitution and loved and revered the Constitution. They weren't there to rip it to shreds. All right, uh, but 18% who said the correct answer is eight might have grounds to dispute being marked down, at least until a replacement is confirmed for the late Justice Antonin Scalia. Well, you don't have to have nine justices. It is not, it's, there is no requirement in the Constitution for a number. I, like I said, originally it was six. And now the only reason this court can't function is because half of them are anti-American progressives who hate the Constitution and are there to subvert the Constitution. Uh, the online survey of 2010 adults taken Monday through Wednesday has a credibility interval akin to a margin of error of plus or minus 2.5%. I remember taking that I remember taking this test in military school. Yeah, I think we we had to take this yeah, we had to take the citizens test back then as part of our curriculum. Well, you know, military schools are private schools and uh, they they tend to be better than public school a lot. And as one has been to two military schools and then had to go had went back to public school, military school is far superior educate academically than government-run schools and you might progs might not realize that but uh now it's even worse that i mean that was 1970s now it's worse i, I public schools are worse they're hard they're, they're just child abuse centers they weren't much in the 70s they were just it's like teaching to the dumbest kid in class all right uh, from Fox News, diversity might be a good thing, but, exactly, but what? <laughs> but forced training intolerance not only fails in the business world, it backfires, according to a new Harvard study. Managers sent to mandatory diversity training session often come away resenting the very groups they are being encouraged to accept, according to the study entitled, Why Diversity Programs Fail, and published in the latest edition of Harvard Business Review. It gets even worse when threats and punishments are imposed to ensure participation, the study found. People often respond to compulsory courses with anger and resistance, wrote authors Frank Dobbin, a professor of sociology, uh, he's the enemy, at Harvard, and Alexander Kalev, a professor of social sciences, again a commie, at Tel Aviv University. 
uh, your organization will become less diverse, not more. Good. I cannot stand this nonsense that they call diversity. What they call diversity is not a melting pot. Everybody sticks to their own little traditions and and uh, and secular nonsense. They don't. We don't merge. We don't. We don't assimilate immigrants anymore. And this is perfect for the fuzzy muzzies. The study looked at financial institutions where mandatory initiatives aimed at increasing diversity have not increased the number of white women and black men in managerial positions, the study claims. Five years after implementation of involuntary training, the portion of minority managers either remained stagnant or declined, as much as 9% for black women. See, and again, <laughs> like all the jobs that I've had, everyone threatening me, that I was going to get fired if I didn't do this, this, and this, or if I did this, this, and this, I was going to get fired. You have to be willing to do that, Brian. You know that. You have to be willing to stand up for yourself. They would tell me to go to diversity Look, training. Hire, I tell them a freaking I will hire who I want. This is what I'm telling you. They, they control industry. They do. Through regulations. They control everything. Now, we need more black and women managers. Well... I got an idea. We don't. We need the best people for the job, regardless of their skin color or gender. Best, most qualified person. That's who we want. That's why our country's going down the crapper. It was it's because of the uh, affirmative action. It, it, if you just hire people because their skin color, you're not going to get the best person, and what you end up with is mediocrity. And that's what we have, mediocrity. Because you've got people in positions that shouldn't be there. you got people that are in a, in a job, even, that they shouldn't be there. you got people in college that shouldn't even be there. It brings down the country. It, make, it makes us dumber as a nation. We didn't need the Civil Rights Act of 1964. It's unconstitutional on its face. Because we have the right of association, and that says we don't. And they don't have the power to do that in the Constitution, so it doesn't exist anyway. But this is what happens. Look, I, a, the black chief of police in L.A. came out. I know, you say this every show. And said, that's the reason <laughs> this show. police force sucks, basically. He did. He, he, he used different words, but he said it. It sucks. And it's and we used to be one of the best police in the country, and now we're one of the worst because of affirmative action. And he's a black man, and he's speak. And I'm seeing how many black men are in uniform too, and I'm going. There's just no way that that should be like that. It's too. It's way too many of of one race. That I mean, they're only thirteen percent of the country. So even if you wanted to say, oh, we're, we're going to do it based on on that. 13%. That's it for black people. 13%. 24% for Hispanics. Yes. Do, add those two numbers together and then figure out how, how where we are. We're not in a good place. All right. Yeah, we actually have less white people in America than they have in England. Believe it or not, it's true. And the white vote carried Brexit. So they're kind of racially 
uh, hinting that it will be di more difficult here because we don't have as many white people in the percentage of the population. What are they? What stupid law are they using to go against the stupid gender bathroom thing? What are they threatening? Which one was that? Civil Rights Act of 1964. Okay, good. That's what I was good. Now they're using all these acts to threaten us as citizens. I, I'm telling you, take your schools back and take it back from the government. Don't let the federal government put a dime into your schools. If you want to still have government schools, make it state and local, and that's it. I just don't understand how we, why you would want to listen to the federal government, even though they were giving us money, because I happen to know how much I, people pay, percentage of their property tax. is. I guarantee you it's more than 60% of your property taxes for education. So why do you need the federal money? Someone's doing something wrong. That's plenty of money locally. Why can't we do it? Oh, overpaid teachers. Oh, well, we had too many administrators. Oh, there yeah, yeah. we got to get rid of that. Unions. Oh, that goes without saying. Union, bye-bye. Do you notice how quiet the unions have been lately? I haven't seen one story about anything about unions. No, or Black Lives Matter, and they haven't gone away. I don't understand that either. I know. I it's Everything's going away. Valerie Jarrett, have we heard anything about her? Is she locked in a closet somewhere? No, she has a room at the White House. Nothing about her. Crickets. Yeah, because we don't know what she does, what she says. There's only so much you could say is, you know, Valerie Jarrett uh, has her own room at the White House. Valerie Jarrett uh, is pretty much in a charge Muslim. of Obama. Right. And, you know, and she's from a, Iran. And she's, she's an immigrant from Iran. And I don't know if she's a Muslim. Uh, she doesn't wear a wig. She doesn't wear a hijab. Well, you don't know if she wears a wig or not. Yeah, I do. Oh. Why, why would you say that? How would you know? How would you know if she wore a wig? When Tally, my girlfriend, wore a wig, you, could, you couldn't tell it wasn't her own hair. Yeah, I could. Well, I, nobody else could. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what everybody else could or couldn't do, but I could. I knew right away. I used to go to college with this uh, girl, Tally, um, and she was an uh, Orthodox Jew. And they have the choice to wear, what's the name of that stupid scarf? I don't know what they call. I think they just call it a scarf, a, a headscarf, a headscarf, or they don't uh, call it a hijab. But it's. I told you, Islam. Mohammed borrowed heavily from Judaism. To create his his monstrosity, so that's why, halal food is just, it's like kosher food. Uh, the women, women can't married women especially can't show their hair. In public or to other people so you have a choice you wear a scarf or you wear a wig and many jewish women choose a wig they don't give that option in islam no and it's not only when you're married it's always, always. <laughs> since you were born yep i think they put a jibs on little infants <laughs> okay let's go back to that <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Mandatory diversity training sends exactly the message of control and psychological research shows us time and time again, people resist control. Khalib told FoxNews.com in an email. On the other hand, the option to undergo voluntary training invoked the opposite effect. Minority representation in management increased around 4% for black men. The study found that when training is not forced on employees, as many as 80% take part, and the benefit are measurable. Um, 
Why? What are you teaching them? Why would you hire, why would you make more black supervisors just because you took a course? I mean, it's not like they're, they're it's not like they were being you know persecuted or anything. They just weren't good enough to raise to management level. Well, let's now why would now if this 4% is is taking those spots that should have gone to a better person then now here goes your slide to mediocrity because those those managers are not going to be worth it they're not going to do a good job because they're not they're not up to it what should happen is everybody should hire the best person you can find and don't pay any attention to skin color race gender none of that stuff appearance yes so trans you know, you cross-dressers, it's a non-starter. I'm not even going to hire you if it's unless it's a place where no one's going to see you. If you're good, and I, I think you're a good job, okay. But it can't, be, it can't be a job that you're dealing with the public because, I'm sorry, that will chase away business. And it's all about business. It's all Yes, it is all about money. You want the people, you want those people to get paid? They'll just join the military, Brian. There's a place for them there now. Oh my God! I know. No, not yet. Oh yeah, they approved it. It's done deal. No, McCain came out and said no. They, there's a lot more questions. They want to know how much it's going to cost to implement. And he said rightly that there's going to need some legislation passed to make it happen. And that's true. Congress makes the rules for the military. They pass legislation to make the rules like the um, what do you call it? The uh, what are their rules called again? <laughs> I was in the military. I just stayed in the blank here. Uh, well, it's sorry the tip of my tongue. I hate this. Uh, but, 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 anyway, the law they have to follow in the military, okay? All that was made up by Congress. So, yes, if you want to make changes, Congress also has to pass legislation. Well, then how come they didn't have to pass legislation for don't ask, don't tell? If I, Obama I, just implemented it. He repealed it. He can't. Only Congress could. So Congress had to do it. And again, giving up their power that they can't give up. Right. If if Congress didn't pass a law, law uh, for homosexuals, open, then it doesn't. Then it didn't change the you 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 see, MJ articles. Yeah, I think that's right. It's close. You see, MJ. That's what the laws are called. Anyway, that's the laws that govern everything in the military. And uh, that would have to be changed. Obamanist can't do it with his pen. I don't know if he did the don't ask, don't tell thing himself or if Congress did it. It's supposed to be Congress. If he did it, it never happened. He doesn't have the power. He's the commander-in-chief, yes, but only Congress makes the laws for the military. It's in the Constitution. Anyway, so the, I, I don't like any of this stuff. Why would I need special training to because I'm supposed to want more minorities in management positions? I don't want, again, I want the best person. I don't care about the rest of it. And if we go back to that and government gets the heck out of business where it has no business being, uh, we'll do great again. we got to get the government off our backs 
Again, Harding and Coolidge, look what they did. Look at all the things they undid from the presidents and administrations before them that caused the economy to suffer. And when they did so, the economy took off. It was called the Roaring Twenties. You might have heard of it. And no, the Roaring Twenties didn't cause the Great Depression. It was going away from Harding and Coolidge's hands-off policy by, yes, a Republican progressive president that caused the Depression. And then the new president coming in, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he made it last forever. If it wasn't for World War II, we would never get out of Depression because he, everything he did was the opposite of what needed to be done. It, made, it just extended the Depression. All his policies extended the... If it wasn't for World War II, never, I don't know what would happen. But I know none of his policies worked. They did the opposite. They kept us depressed. And it was depressing. Okay. Large banks and other big companies shell out millions of dollars every year for diversity training programs, in part to guard against discrimination lawsuits. Morgan Stanley budgeted an additional $7.5 million toward diversity programs. Uh, you know who pays for all this, right? Yep. In 2007, after getting hit hard with multiple discrimination lawsuits, Bloomberg News reported, in settlements that cost the company more than $100 million in the past few decades. So, again, I guess this diversity training is really telling them about affirmative action and how they have to have a certain percentage of minorities, have to. If that's the case, I'd tell them to go pound sand. I'd rather close with the doors of my business than let the government tell me what to do. Which is why I'm not going to have a business right now, and a lot of other people aren't either, because the government is has made it nearly impossible for regular people to start up a business. It costs too much in time and money to jump through all the government's little regulation loopholes. But ineffective training will not protect companies from legal exposure, said attorney Susan Bish, who litigated a discrimination suit against an investment bank. It doesn't mean very much to us if there's diversity training or not, she said. There are companies who want to appear that they are doing something, and it could be window dressing. The study's finding, findings did not surprise Bish, who said forced training could cause employees to get defensive and that people often don't react in a positive way to that training, especially if higher-ups aren't perceived as authentic in their diversity beliefs. The study also has implications for college campuses, where mandatory diversity programs and voluntary courses have increasingly expanded from coast to coast. And one of the more aggressive programs, the University of Toledo, will implement elements of its strategic plan for diversity and inclusion which will require all faculty and students to enroll in diversity training by the 2017 school year. The plan is proceeding even though two-thirds of students who had never had diversity training said they were opposed to it. Forcing those students to participate would be counterproductive, according to Kalev. As in the business world, mandatory diversity training could cause members of the campus community to disengage from the idea of diversity and develop negative attitudes towards minority students and faculty, she warned. <clears throat> I have, I, there's got to be negative towards minorities as long as there's affirmative action and diversity. 
which is affirmative action. As long as affirmative action exists, there's going to be tension between the races and and that's what they want. And women, and, and yes, but it's making it's making people racist that never were racist before because they didn't even think if, about it. If you're taking a job from me because of your skin color, I have a right to be a little pissed off about that, don't I? You don't get you don't deserve a job because of your skin color. I don't care about slavery. We got rid of slavery a long time ago. We played for it in blood. We're done. We're I'm done with anybody inside. I don't care. I don't really don't. It's ancient history. And besides, if anybody has a right to bitch, it's the Jews. 400 years of slavery. Top that, black people. Now shut up and go away. Be like the Jewish people and learn how to start businesses and learn how to invest money and learn how to, I don't know, sell diamonds. All the things that Jewish people do that make them wealthy and successful and happy and you miserable. But learn how. Learn how. What? Learn from the Jews. Don't hate them. Learn from them. Because they know how to be in, in, a, in a market. They know how to be businessmen. They don't. They were slaves for 40 years. They don't want to do hard work anymore. They shy away from it because of the slavery. That's why they're so well off. They don't want to work for somebody else. They want to make money themselves by doing whatever business they decide. It could be a sporting goods store. doesn't matter. Notice they're always running something. They're not the employee. They're the employers. Obviously, they know something we don't. We should pay attention. But I know it's a big conspiracy. Zionism. Blah, 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 blah. There's no conspiracy. They, they, they're always hated because they always are businessmen. They always do well. And people resent that. Again, it's not because of their race that they're successful. It's because of what they do. How they think. Okay, so this has been a quite a show. Uh, don't yes, I have something I, to say? Uh, yes, uh, you do. I'm coming right now. Here I am. I got the paper. There's the paper. We should just record it. <laughs> you know, this next article is your gorilla tape on good enough? Yep. Okay. Okay, if you want to listen to our show live, Monday, uh, Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday evening, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's where we are on live. You can also listen and download all our shows for free from that site. Unfortunately, there are no apps now. I don't understand what, what happened or why. But there's no apps over there. But, I'll, you know, if I ever make enough money off the show, I'll invest in an app. Anyway, uh, you can also hear us on TuneIn through RedStateTalkRadio.com, iHeartRadio, that's directly from us, iTunes, direct, TalkShoe, again, Podbean, again. We have a Twitter page, just to do a thing for Uncooperative Radio. Uh, also, we have a Facebook page, again, just search for Uncooperative Radio. Please do go to one or the other, whichever platform you like. Like us, comment share anything to get the message out to get the word out to other people would be greatly appreciated um and again you can hear our show at redstatetalkradio.com as well 
and we're on Tuesday through Saturday, 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. You have that memorized? Wasn't that hard. Wow. Also, through Red State Talk Radio, you can listen on Roku. We have a Roku channel. And while you're over at redstatetalkradio.com, pick up the free newsletter. You'll like it. It's it's not by the host. It's written by uh, a, a bunch of really decent writers. I like it. I think it's very well done. And uh, I think you'd like it, too. So give it a shot. If you don't like it, you can just unsubscribe to it. And we don't keep track of that. We don't care. We won't know. Anything else? I don't think so. I'll take that. I guess you will. <laughs> uh, this story, when I first I read the first sentence, I about keeled over. <laughs> this is again. You're commenting on something before <laughs> we've read it. Okay. It has to stop. Uh, this is just too much. What they're doing to us. Again from Fox News, getting children to mow the lawn is a common way to teach them responsibility. But a new study found that more than 9,000 youngsters are injured in the U.S. every year while mowing the lawn. <laughs> what? I know. Do you know how many lawns I've mowed? I know. <laughs> I, I never got hurt. Ever. This is, this is what we're raising. And uh, everybody's looking at these stupid studies. I, I don't care too much about studies but it, it does paint a picture but okay so nine thousand out of how many what what's the percentage that doesn't tell me any nine thousand how many are mowing lawns most mostly illegal aliens i'm told mow the lawns now i know what are they talking about right so where, where are the kids where mowing the these kids lawns mowing the lawn? I, I don't get it the researcher compared pediatric mowing injuries during a recent 10-year period with the previous 15 years the number of children who get hurt annually hasn't changed more than two decades, they found. So there you go. There's always going to be a certain percentage of doofus eye out there. So they're obviously doofus eye. That's why they get hurt. Do they? There's even... just common sense stuff around a lawnmower. You know how I had to work on them. Do they even know how to? Doesn't everyone have riding lawnmowers now? Do they even have push mowers anymore? Oh, they have them. And believe it or not, the one that's not motorized that you could just push and it, you know, it has blades on a on a spool, they could cost more than a land, than a motorized lawnmower. I know it's crazy, but it's true. Because I wanted to get one when we had a lawn, and it's like I get a lawnmower cheaper. I wanted to push one because it's quiet, and get exercise. You know? So you know, before we move ahead, I like what you said about. Also, it's better at high grass than push mowers. That was the news behind the news on the last article, Brian, what you said, that ra as long as they keep doing this crap, racism is always going to exist. Yeah, as long, as, the news as, long as there's affirmative action, check boxes, there's going to be racism, there's the going to be those that hate them, there's going to be those that feel, well, they're, they've been unfairly treated because you get a job because of your skin color. You know, that's just the way it is. But if we get rid of all the checkboxes and just hire people, there won't be a problem. But they won't let affirmative action go away. Even black conservatives, some of them, say not for blacks because we earned it. You don't earn affirmative action. Nobody earns. It's the opposite. You get a job that you don't deserve. You didn't earn it. You got it because of your skin color. And you know what? You may have earned your job. 
but they're going to look at you and think you didn't because of affirmative action. I'm telling you, they're not going to say it out loud because everybody's like afraid of getting in trouble for being a racist, but this, just because they don't say things doesn't mean they don't think of them. And I guarantee you there's a lot of white men out there that, well, they're, they're not happy. Let's put it that way. They're, they're not happy about women getting jobs that other men that are more qualified should have. I'll point to the police department, the fire department as prime examples. Now the military. Well, and this, the news behind the news on this story is the study stinks. <laughs> and who's paying for these stupid studies? The researchers compared pediatric mowing injuries to recent 10-year period with the 15 previous. It hasn't changed. More than a third of the injured children in the latest study, which was published in the American Journal of Surgery, were under 12 years of age and were, and there was a spike in injuries recorded at ages 3 and 16. Who has their child mow a lawn at age 3? Are you kidding me? I would I would think a, they hit a rock and the rock shot, a uh, shot three out. A 3-year-old cannot push a lawnmower. The 3-year-old is just sitting, minding his own business, but the lawnmower rolls over a rock and shoots it out to shoot and hits the kid with it. Make sense now? Well, that's not what they said. It's, it, they said, uh, you know, lawnmower injuries. They didn't say <laughs> the three-year-old was pushed on the lawnmower. <laughs> they should, but he was injured somehow by a lawnmower. But they're not telling us enough to, in this to know anything anyway. It's a stupid study. Uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics rec recommends children be at least 12 years old before operating a lawnmower. <laughs> I was seven pushing a lawnmower. you got to be kidding me. My father tossed me out there as soon as I could walk. Uh, yeah, I had to mow the lawn all the time, man. Ugh. That was the... Okay. Big lawn, too. We had an acre. An acre property. Yeah, I had to mow the whole acre. That uh, is the academy I was talking about on the last show. I couldn't remember the, the whole name of it, the American Academy of Pediatrics. That's the ones that said the, doing this transgender to kids is going to destroy them. We did that. Of course before. it is. Of course they're children. They should be thinking that they're a woman trapped inside a man's body. It's ridiculous. So he does have, there's no notion of sex yet. You shouldn't be thinking about it until puberty. Anyway, uh, children should be at least twelve before operating any mower. I had a I had my own mini bike at seven. Yeah, and I got hurt. No, I didn't go to the hospital. I wasn't. My parents weren't big at every time I got injured, running to the hospital, which is good because I got injured a lot. I was a I was a boy. I was a boy's boy. I was always climbing trees and jumping things and being crazy on bicycles and. Uh, it just, I was a boy. That's how boys were. Nowadays, boys can't be boys. You have to be in a suit to ride a bike now with knee pads and elbow pads and helmets. And helmets. <laughs> oh, my God. I used, we used to play, I used to play demolition derby on my bicycle with older kids on pavement. You knock each other off the bike. That's the, that's the whole point. So you're going to fall down on pavement. I didn't have any knee pads, elbow pads, helmets, nothing. Yes, I got scratched and cut and scraped, and but you know, uh, 
Band-Aids are wonderful. You take a, take a hunk of meat off your leg, you just flip it back on with a Band-Aid, and you're good to go. That's how it was when I grew up. You know, there's two whole generations of children that ne that do not know anything but being padded from head to toe. I know. It's, a, it, it's, a, it's causing its own problems because they've never hurt themselves as a, as a kid. So when they get older, they do stupid things, crazy things that is very dangerous. But since they never get hurt, they don't think they're going to get hurt. But now they get hurt, and they get hurt bad because, yeah, they have no longer living in this little padded world where everything's safe. Now all of a sudden you're, you're doing risky things like, I don't know, laying on a skateboard and going down a, a mountain paved road where cars go and they shoot down this thing on a skateboard lying down that's crazy it's insane why would you risk that i would never do i know better i just i, I get run over <laughs> that's stupid i know this because i've done a lot of stupid things already when i was a kid i got them out of my system and i stopped doing stupid things well that's not true i did different stupid things but I was an adrenaline junk and junkie, and that's a topic for another another show. Anyway, they say at least 16 to operate a riding or tractor-style mower. Uh, you got to be kidding me. On the farm, they're, they're working machinery way before 16. Not only that, 16, everyone's getting a license. Yeah. That's you know true. what I mean? That's true. <laughs> the hell? They but, drive cars. And, uh, yeah, well, you, if you can't mow the lawn until <laughs> you're 16, you're not going to have a car, are you? Oh, I forget. Most of you, your parents buy your car for you. When I grew up, you had to you had to buy your own car. If you wanted one, you had to buy one. That means you had to work. It means you had to save up. It means you had to find one. That wasn't a, a total clunker. Although, you know, rust buckets, that's usually the ones you can afford because it's the rust belt and every old car is rusted out. So yeah, I've driven I've driven all kinds of rust buckets. Uh, some with no floors, just holes in the floor, exhaust exhaust coming in. I've, I've driven all kinds of you know cars in different various stages of decay. Yeah, like the one I used to drive. The only way we could start it is if I got went out and <laughs> sprayed starter fluid in the carburetor. Uh, yeah, you'd manually operate the choke by putting a screwdriver in. Yep. Yep. That and uh, let's see. The, At four o'clock in the morning in Queens on a lonely oh, yeah. night. And you back and we back and you backed out and stalled and got hit from the rear by some old lady who swears you backed into her. I remember that? No, she was completely stopped. She she stalled out the car because I told her, "Don't, you can't leave until it warms up." And she didn't listen. She backed up and stalled out. And then we're just sitting there. It was quite. It was actually a long time before we got hit. We're all the way over the right side of the road, and this lady must be blind. She made a left-hand turn. It's a it's a four-lane road, and we're all the way over to the right by the by where people park. And she ran. She hit us so hard, she drove right through the car, right through. She ended up half a block past the car, and and uh, she tried to claim that we were backing up, so we were at fault. And she got somebody, got, and I, I watched her. She told him what to say and got him to say it. So I got mad. I said, okay, fine. You want to play this game? My back hurts. My neck hurts. And then, well, we got $20,000. <laughs>
I would have never done that. I've never done that in my life before that, and I've never done it after. But that old woman wasn't getting away with it. Nope. I was pissed. I was serious. That woman shouldn't be on a road. She can't drive. You don't. First of all, you don't make a left-hand turn and cross two lanes. You're automatically at fault. You have to go into the left-hand lane. She went all the way into the right-hand lane and then some. We were by where the shoulder was. So, yeah, I got to admit it. I got mad. I got mad enough to make her pay. So this thing, the study at the University of Tennessee in Memphis used data from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission to identify patients age 20 and younger treated for mowing-related injuries. See, it's really, it could be anything. Like I said, a rock to the shin, and then the crybabies go to the emergency room. Okay, well, that means that... <laughs> we didn't go anywhere. That, that's the difference. They're using this know. U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. That means that, what, hospitals have to report patients that get injured in certain injuries to oh, the government? Uh, oh, yeah. They've been doing this forever. Yes, of course. I never, I've never, ever seen this, ever. I have no idea It's been going on forever. Where are they getting the information? They're not getting it from the nurses and the doctors. Everything is on record, Susan. Everything you do is written down somebody takes that information and sends it to the government to sort through his data for their studies. They've been doing it your whole life. That's so scary. Well, where do you think they're going to get their numbers from? What's scary is that that thing exists. I know. And it's unconstitutional. So anyway, the patient age 20 and younger treated for mowing related injuries between 2004 and 2013. The commission collects data from approximately 100 emergency departments to produce national estimates. The data were compared with an earlier review of pediatric mowing-related injuries from 1990 to 2004. Again, I hate when they do these broad t uh, terms. You know, mowing-related. That could mean anything. Again, you could be sitting on a stoop and, a hit a, and the guy's mowing the lawn and hits a rock, the rock flies out and hits you. Well, it's a mower-related injury, right? Why would you go to the hospital for that? They go to the hospital for everything now. Parents are like crazy uh, helicopter people. <clears throat> the kids are smothered nowadays. They go nowhere. Their only fun is video games. They want to play baseball? It's on the video game. They don't go outside and play baseball? The video game. They don't play football? Video game. They don't go outside and play football? It's too dangerous to let kids outside. There's too many crazy people. There's, I would, I would hazard a guess there isn't any more per capita criminals that would hurt children than there were 30, 40 years ago. It's just that we're over 330 million people now. So if you have the same percent, it's going to go up, right? Add to that a 24-7 national and worldwide news cycle. You know stuff that when I was growing up, you only, you only knew about local stuff. You read the local paper, you watch the local news. Uh, sometimes there'd be some, you know, they'd talk about something that was happening else, but they didn't, it, now they report everything to everybody all the time and it seems a lot worse, but really I don't think it is. I think it's just that we're seeing it all rather than just our little, our little portion. They're going to say what the injuries are, Brian, right there. Okay. Cuts, burns, fractures, amputations. Who puts their hand or foot underneath a running lawnmower? How do you... You have to be, like I said, a doofus 
It's just the doofus side. This is the percentage that they're just too stupid not to get hurt. It, it, there's always a percentage of it, though. So, uh, yeah. Project and projectile injuries caused by flying objects thrown up by the mower were the most common injuries. Told you. Didn't I just tell you? That's how the three-year-old got hurt? Yep. Well, there you go. I'm usually right. Sometimes not. <laughs> like today. Most injuries affected hands and fingers, followed by toes, feet, face, and eyes. Many injuries were disfiguring and would become even more so as children continue to grow, the study said. Again, I I would guess it's doofusite children and parents. You know, you got to teach a kid how to mow the lawn. The first thing you say is when this is when this thing is running, the only thing you do is hold on to that handle. If you got to mess around with the mower, you turn it off. If you follow those rules, you will not get hurt. I'm I'm getting this out there for you for for parents as, as well as children. If you're listening and you didn't know this, that's how you deal with a lawnmower. You never touch and mess with a lawnmower while it's running, ever. There's no excuse. There's no exceptions. Otherwise, you end up like the doofusai, disfiguring no less. What? I it's just. <laughs> <laughs> she, it's I mean, only nine thousand. I, I know, but out of how many head. millions? It's only nine thousand. But you know that they, they put this out, and then these, like you said, helicopter parents and these millennials who are parents now, they're like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't have the kids. They can't have a lawn mowing job. They can't, you know. And this is how our society goes down the tubes. Do kids even do chores anymore? You know, it's against the law for children to work, right? We have child labor laws. You, you can't work as a child. I worked as a child. I was 14. Right. I was babysitting. But then they didn't enforce it back then. And they didn't know about it because you didn't report it. I mean, you could still do lawnmower and stuff. That's, no one's going to know. No one's going to, like, but busting down with the police because you're mowing lawns. No one will pay attention to that. Depends on what you're doing. You know, you couldn't get a, you can't get a job with an employer because... The employer can't hire you because you can't hire children. Now, this is a problem for poor people that would count on their children to go out and make money so that the children could eat and not starve with the parents. And then just some idiot prog decided that's not that's no good. That shouldn't happen. Blah blah blah. With the, but we didn't have sweatshops over here. That was it. Wasn't really they didn't hire children for bad condition work they they didn't give them those kind of jobs the children got the ones that were in you know that had a safe environment good to because they didn't want the kids to get hurt but the government came in and said no more now who does that help it doesn't help poor people you just took food out of their mouth it's dumb isn't it see nobody ever thinks of the consequences well you can't have children working it's sweatshops well we don't have sweatshops but why can't children work why? Why can't they make money so they can eat? Why? Why do the progs hate children? They do. You notice most of them don't have any. Okay, the new police state. I don't even know what to say to this. <laughs> what kind of sound to play, but something that go, probably goes boom. 
<clears throat> Police officers in Illinois have sued the village of Round Lake Park in federal court after discovering that their body cameras were always on and recording them in private situations, such as when they were changing clothes or using the restroom. You never heard of tape? Piece of tape over the lens while you're changing and then they can't see anything. Why do you have it on your body while you're changing? You don't. You hang it up with your uniform and the camera's still on. It has to be always on because they don't want them turning it off because that's what they they have done in the past. When they didn't want them to see what they interact with citizens, they turned off the camera. Now, you did that in my police thing. I automatically assume you did something wrong, and you're going to get investigated. I, you don't turn off the camera. I don't want to hear anything about a malfunction either. I don't believe in coincidences. Your camera just happened to go off right when you were going to do something wrong. <clears throat> anyway, uh, the officer claimed that the cameras, which were required to wear during traffic stops and other law enforcement situations, continue recording even when off or in sleep mode. Wow, so they they tricked them. They get, they allowed them to have an off button, but it doesn't do anything. That's cold, man. That's, that's just wrong. The officers contend in the lawsuit that during a training session on the use of the body-worn cameras, BWC, they were told that they were in control. to activate their BWC to record entire incidents for virtually all calls, the officer's complaint states. They also cite a section of the BWC policy, which states that the BWC will not be used to record, one, in locations where reasonable expectation of privacy exists, such as in dressing rooms or restrooms. I'm sorry, police officers, try that again. What did you say? What, uh, locations when... Where reasonable expectation of privacy exists, such as where? Restrooms and dressing rooms. And we don't, that, they're not restrooms. We don't rest there. Uh, didn't, I'm sorry, didn't they say transgenders can use any bathroom they want? There's no expectation but, of privacy, right? I guess not, that's what they're saying. You don't have a right to be uncomfortable getting undressed as a girl in front of a man. Who is in the same dressing room? Maybe taking a shower in the same shower because, oh, they have to allow them in showers too. You understand that most trannies do not have surgery. So they have their male body parts still. Why, why would you allow them in the girls' room? Even this says, this is a place where you have reasonable expectation of privacy. Children have the same reasonable expectation of privacy. And so does so do adults because this policy I'm telling you is going to come down from lo certain local governments like New York City and they're going to force them to do this in private businesses. Two sensitive exposure of private body parts. Well, no, you have no ex no transgenders get to see your bar private body parts. Sorry, I, I want to see what happens the first time you know. A male cop goes in the female dressing room. I'll see what happens. That's not going to end well. Trust me. I don't care what the law says. That they're they're going to get their butt kicked. Is what's going to happen.
Three, personal activities or other department members during routine non-enforcement related activities. Why would you have it on if you weren't going to do, you are not going to be arresting somebody or investigating somebody? Because, why, would, well, why would you have it on? Well, you don't have to, unless policy says you do. Some some places do have policies that, no, you can't turn off your camera. Your camera has to be on at all times. You know these camera things are were instituted by the federal government, right? Because the federal government is trying to take uh, over the I'm, cops. I'm sure. <laughs> However, thousands of instances when the officers had a reasonable expectation of privacy were recorded without consent. And upon realizing what had occurred when viewing the available footage, the officers were humiliated, embarrassed, and greatly upset at the highly offensive and voyeuristic intrusion into their personal space. Boy, this you're is, really going to hate trannies then. <laughs> this has got it. That voyeuristic sounds, intrusion. That, to... that's, that's a woman. That's absolutely a woman. Why would a man feel humiliated and embarrassed about changing clothes? Nobody wants to be recorded naked except perverts. <laughs> Of course they were humiliated, but the, it, not only from that, it was from what the conversations were, in private conversations, not meant for public, not meant for their higher ups. Now the higher ups get the cam get the film, right? They, well, it's not film anymore. I know it's digital, but you know what I mean. They get the recording, so they look at it, and now they find out all kinds of personal stuff about them. So. Yeah, he might, he, they might have even been complaining about their their lieutenant and just bitching to each other, and that's recorded. Now you're in shit, now you're in trouble with your supervisor because you two are in there saying things you would never say to him. But they're not like me. I would I I would never do that behind anyone's back. I've told every officer how I felt about them to their face all the time. Usually they appreciated it. Some didn't, and I didn't care. That's their problem. Uh, I said so. I wouldn't have a problem with that, but I, I can empathize enough with someone else to know they might not be happy about getting in trouble with their lieutenant. I didn't care about getting into trouble. I've been in trouble my whole life, really. So it's, anyway, so you agree with the cops? Of course, I agree with the cops, and not only that, this they were told they. We're in charge of starting and stopping it. Then you got to give them something they can start and stop, not not disconnect the button so it doesn't work anymore. So yes, this was done by supervisors. I guarantee it. Who decided they were going to not allow them to have control of their cameras because they're afraid they're going to turn them off, do something that they're going to get sued for. So they decided on their own without telling anybody to do just this. And they're bad supervisors. But I'm out of time. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.